welcome to The Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. The podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Okay, today's 100th episode celebration actually features us, the Edge of NFT co-hosts, pulling back the curtain on the Edge of NFT phenomenon. And we might as well start with some official intros for each of our hosts may know our personalities and proclivities and may have gleaned a tidbit about us each here from listening. But today, hey, let's start with some official bios of all three hosts. And I will read that as tradition goes. So we'll start with Jeff Kelly. Outside of Edge of NFT, Jeff Kelly is a lifelong entrepreneur, investor, advisor, and creator. He's a former U.S. Army officer with a history of leading teams in high-stakes environments, including multiple ventures in real estate, food tech, e-commerce, and blockchain. He has a Bachelor's of Science in Mathematical Economics from the U.S. Military Academy and an MBA from Yale University. And let's hear a little bit about Josh. He's been a serial entrepreneur in consulting, food, e-commerce, and blockchain. He and Jeff co-founded Territory Foods, a decentralized food prep and delivery service, which has scaled nationally. Josh built out its decentralized culinary architecture. Josh is an ex-Big Five senior manager, has led an array of projects from complex data analytics to geospatial data projects at the multi-million dollar level. He has a BBA from the College of William & Mary in information technology. And finally, I'm Ethan Janney, a polymath within multiple domains, including music, art, science, and business. I'm an experienced podcaster and have built a growing network with other successful podcast shows and professionals in the podcast industry. I'm also a veteran of the piano industry, having built a global online educational resource for piano tuners and technicians, as well as a piano tuning company in New York City. I studied jazz piano at Rutgers University, and my scientific curiosity led me to acquiring a doctorate in neuroscience from the City University of New York. Jeff, Josh, I'm really impressed with you guys. It's a little awkward for us to read our bios here, but I think the listeners will appreciate it. I'm impressed with the whole team. It's really a pleasure to work with you guys. Let's dive in and kick off this celebration of our 100th episode. Yeah, man, for sure. We'll, we'll ditto on uh, on being impressed. Uh, amazing stuff that we've collectively put together. Uh, yeah, I mean, super exciting. And look, why don't we jump in and give a little preview about where we're going to chat about across the board today? And I think first and foremost, we've got to talk about NFTLA, this incredible event that we're planning for March 28th to the 30th or so. You know, I think we want to take a step back after that, maybe reflect on what we've learned in these first 100 episodes. I can't believe it's been um, just under a year, I guess, since we started, which is crazy. Um, Yeah, amazing stuff. And then maybe after we reflect on that, we can give some insights into all the different ways we've been and are planning to grow uh, in terms of both scope of what we do and also the team we work with, which, uh, gosh, we have a lot of updates to give there. Uh, Then we want to give an update on our NFT project, Spirit Seeds, Living Tree, and then after that, I think you can finally hear a little bit uh, about us in some other interesting ways. So 
I'll stop there and, yeah. you know, turn it over to Ethan, I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Let's dive right into talking about NFTLA, as you said. Now, I've been kind of holding down the fort, publishing the podcast, growing our Discord community. And, and Jeff and Josh here have been more than I heavily involved in nailing down the event. So I want to ask you guys the questions and, and get your perspectives on, on most of what's going on. Why don't you tell us, Jeff, uh, what's the origin story of NFTLA? Okay, so look, there's so much happening in LA in and around NFTs. I think maybe the first like true exposure we had to anybody that had done anything in the NFT space was with the Crypto Kitties crew when they were hosting like a, a small get together in early 2018 in LA. And it's really grown from there. And it's just such an amazing community. So, you know, after experiencing and planning to uh, participate in so many cool NFT events outside of LA, we said, gosh, why isn't there something happening here at the epicenter of so many cool, fun things in LA? And so we said, well, if we're going to throw an event, like what, what are we going to draw from? What are we going to look to for inspiration? And you know, for me personally, one of the coolest events that I've attended on a couple of occasions is something called the Upfront Summit that Upfront Ventures puts on every year. And you just go to this thing and it's everybody together taking on this journey from the moment you arrive under one roof with one main stage, amazing talks, amazing entertainment, like true connection and co-creation and value at every turn, you leave there not with a feeling of FOMO, but just this feeling of fulfillment. And that's so rare in the conference space. And we wanted to try to create something like that. And so this was this was something I pointed to, you know, and we, we talked about it here among this group, mm -hmm. as well as some of our other partners, Zach Sakar and others. And I think everybody just felt really aligned with throwing an event like that. And, and that's what we've been working on. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, it, it's super exciting. And when we started this podcast, we all knew that we all had our own experiences with events. I've done online events. <clears throat> Jeff, you've done events in Washington, D.C. Um, and Josh, you've been involved in planning events as well. And so we kind of knew whatever we did, we're probably going to kill it. We're really excited about it. Josh, I want to get your take on the next question. Yeah, before we uh, jump on there, you know, I think part of the Genesis story of NFTLA has to include Zach Sekar. You alluded to mm. to it, but but we Zach, Jeff and I have known Zach for many years, and I've been to so many of his killer events in LA over the decade. He was one of the first people I met when I moved to LA um, when Jeff and I were expanding Territory Foods, and he's that quiet guy, calm in the back of the room, and I was like, hmm who is this fellow? And there must be something going on. And sure enough, everything was working like clockwork with all his events. And so he could relax in the back of the room. And so, you know, we had talked early on when NFT surging and the podcast was taken off, we got to do some cool events. And so it's a real honor to have him in the boat with us. He's done thousands of events in LA, around LA, and we couldn't do it without Zach. Totally. And we started out with him with like a couple of like, small time events just to kind of test the relationship and everything was really splendid. And uh, as a musician, I have to call out this analogy. He sounds like the bass player. The bass player is that guy who's just quiet in the back. He's not the lead singer, or the drummer doing something crazy, but totally holding down the fort, you know? Totally. I see that. So yeah, Josh, my question for you was, you know, 
why should people come to NFTLA? What's the pitch? Yeah, it's it's a good question, Ethan. I think we wanted to co-create an environment that was inclusive to the totality of the community that's currently really excited about NFTs and Web3, but also make an open door policy for creators and leaders and entertainment, arts and sports who have heard of these things. Maybe their son or daughter has purchased one or their friends are telling them they need to buy them. Maybe their boss has said, look into this, see what we can do with this in our business, but they haven't jumped in the deep end yet. And we wanted to create a space for them as well. So, you know, I envision sort of about one third NFT curious, maybe one third folks that sort of have listened to the show, checked out some different content out there, maybe purchased one or two NFTs, and then folks that are deep in the space. And we have a variety of programming that suits all those different types of folks. Cool, man. Of course, let's not forget the creators. If you're doing amazing art, music, entertainment, if you're more on the video side of things, there's going to be some great content for you as well. Yeah. And we've got some incredible speakers too, which which we're really excited about, as well as collaborators and sponsors. It's going to be a blast. Jeff, so for the listener listening right now, you know, we got a little bit into why we decided to host the conference, but maybe you can go in a little bit more detail, but also like tell people what else they can look forward to beyond what uh, Josh was highlighting. Yeah, I think it's the journey, right? This is not 150 different talks where you're going to be pulled in a bunch of different directions. Now, that, that's great for a lot of folks. And you can pretty much throw a dart at the, at the calendar and find something amazing in some of these events. What we're trying to do is take folks on a journey, right? We're creating this entire experience where folks can be led through the day in a way that's comfortable and satisfying, that provides enough space for uh, connecting with people, for exploring, for consuming amazing content and also consuming amazing entertainment. This is LA and we're going to incorporate that in a really big way, pretty much like you've never seen before at a crypto conference. Certainly not that, that I've ever, ever experienced before at a crypto conference. It's a major part of what we're doing. That's why LA Live at the convention center, the location is so perfect for this. It's right at the epicenter of so many fun things related to music, sports, and entertainment. Cool. All right. Well, before we move on from this topic, let's each just pick something quick like that we're super looking forward to uh, about the event. I will I will start. I will kick off and I will say the parties. I think <laughs> I think there's going to be some pretty incredible nightlife. I think there's going to be I you know, I know there's going to be incredible nightlife because we're co-creating it as well as well as events before and afterwards. So I, I'm very much looking forward to that experience I've had, you know, in Miami, in New York, all this cool networking and parties, but having it right in the midst of what we're creating. Who wants to go next? I'll say just yeah, look, the entertainment part of it again, there are going to be these moments where, and we're not going to be announcing like the details of the entertainment by and large, right? But there will be moments where if you weren't in that room listening to that main stage during the main session, you're going to be disappointed, all right? So so spend that time, go there, enjoy it. There's going to be a lot of wow moments, a lot of really cool, memorable things that happen. And I'm really excited about those entertainment pieces in between what's going to be amazing talks. Yeah, there's so much I'm excited about, and we're sort of knee deep in the planning process. So a lot of it is still unfolding as we speak, but we have some incredible partners working with us on so many different elements of this event. 
for one, um, the one and only Scott Page is going to be performing at the Wisdom, which is a really killer sort of immersive auditorium with augmented reality on the walls. And he's going to be dropping some NFTs. So that's going to be amazing. I'm certainly excited about some of the nightlife options and the metaverse options that our friends at BMA are cooking up. And yeah, that you know, I have the honor to help work on the curation of the content mm -hmm. side of things with some of these amazing keynotes. Neil Strauss and Steve Aoki mm -hmm. are going to be uh, going into a really interesting conversation about where this is all leading. That's going to be an amazing talk. I'm certainly not going to want to miss. So yeah, there's there's a lot here. One more thing I'll mention is you know, a lot of the sponsors and, and really they're more like partners, co-creators and sponsors to this event are working on dropping some incredible uh, news during the event. So I think folks that are going to be there, the media that's going to be there, they're going to hear some exciting things happen in the industry that will blow people's minds. Yeah. So the message I'm getting, you know, across the board is you won't have FOMO when everything's done as long as you're there and you pay attention while it's happening. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, Jeff, you want to kick us into the next topic of combo here? Yeah, yeah. I think let's talk about the podcast, guys. It's it's been a wild ride so far. I mean, we clearly can't reflect on every single moment from the last hundred episodes, but maybe we can reflect on our top takeaways. Um, so let's let's give that a try. Ethan, let's start with you, man. Like, what are your three biggest takeaways from the Edge of NFT podcast? Holy cow, man! I mean. Well, holy cow is a takeaway, which I didn't even realize. <laughs> so that's that's like a it's like a little inside joke from one of our episodes. <laughs> holy moly, actually, that's what it was. But um, man, what an experience! I mean, number one, just building and growing with you guys, um, incredible folks, and that is echoed in the guests and the people that we get to network with here. You know, inside and outside the podcast episodes, it's just been inspiration after inspiration. So just that theme of of inspiration and co-creation is there. On top of that, a theme of just F and do it, man. You know, the players in the space that are making things happen over and over again are the ones that are just doing it themselves. They're not taught, you know, they're talking about it just enough so that they could do it. And that's really inspiring. And, uh, you know, on top of that, just moving quickly and trusting your intuition. It's, it's sort of similar to that, that just do it mentality, but just going ahead and, and trusting that intuition, because I think in a space like this, where you have, you know, creativity, entertainment, uh, alongside things like real estate and, and de decentralized finance, you really have an advantage if you're willing to kind of trust your instincts and, and move forward with them. So those are kind of a few takeaways I've had. Nothing specific from a guest in what I've said, but uh, but I'll pass it along to one of you. How about I flip it over to Josh? Yeah, this is this is a tough question because you know there's so much that I'm still processing from the first 100 episodes that we've done, or the first 99, I should say around what's possible here. But number one, there's unlimited opportunity for innovation in this space. Because we're in a world where 5G is coming alive and there's all these different technologies that have been sort of been cooked up for quite a while, uh, you bring NFTs into that mix and there's unlimited opportunity for in innovation. So um, I, I think with that comes like really great opportunities for folks to stretch their imaginations and, and do something cool and 
that maybe was not possible a couple of years ago. I also think that we're sort of redefining failure and making mistakes. We've heard since we were young that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn. But we know from corporate America that mistakes are not really okay. And everyone is making mistakes in this industry. And, and there's a, like, I think it's a little bit more of a, a room in there for innovation. And, and, you know, having, you know, worked on an innovation lab for the federal government and been in that sort of space of, of management consulting, we used to say mistakes were okay, but we really didn't mean it. And I think we really mean it now. And I think that's an important distinction. And last but not least, you know, while the last year has been mind-blowing to me in terms of the speed of innovation and the types of projects that have crossed our, our desks, we get 20, 30, 40 pitches a week sometimes about crazy stuff that people are doing in the space. I truly think this is just the beginning and that this is the perfect time to sort of take a breath and, and look at what's possible in the future. I think the level of utility that's going to be created for NFTs in terms of building greater community and doing amazing things that make the world better is just starting to unfold beneath us. Yeah, definitely just the beginning. I, I definitely agree. I agree with everything you guys said, of course, uh, not a surprise as we've experienced this thing uh, collectively, but I will say, you know, one of the big things for me that stands out uh, is just the, the, pace with which things are changing and growing and evolving and improving is extraordinary. You know, you always hear about technology or, or um, the evolution of technology kind of doubling every 18 months or whatever. I forget whose law that was around like computing power originally, right? I think we've blown that out of the water, certainly in the realm of NFTs. And so when we ask guests about what their thoughts are about the future, they can hardly ever go beyond just a few months because things change so rapidly. And when you couple that with the reality that we are really at the beginning of what NFTs can do, uh, yeah, it's just like what's what's coming around the corner, like that's exciting. So, so for me, number one is that. Number two, the metaverse, right? It's coming in a really big way. It's already here in many ways, uh, but we just can't yet access it, right? There's that that interface that we're, we're kind of missing right now, the hardware interface. And in a lot of cases, just the underlying software development that needs to happen to build this thing out. But it's coming and it's coming fast. It's this intersection of virtual real estate and gaming and, and NFTs. It's all built on that backbone. So that's something that's just become abundantly clear to me in talking with all of our guests. And, you know, lastly, I think it's just that there is opportunity for everybody in this space. You can literally start with nothing but an idea and a smidge of technical understanding, which you can download from YouTube in you know, a few hours of time, spend 50 hours of time downloading information, and you can literally create something of meaningful value in a matter of months. And we're not talking just like notional value that you're receiving money and being valued at some dollar amount, but actually creating real revenue, real value for the users on your platform in the hundreds of millions of dollars. It's happened several times. And to me, that's insane. No matter where you are in the world, no matter what your lot in life, there is an opportunity that's happening here and it's built on the back of NFTs. Yeah, man. Wow. I feel like we could just dive into every single one of these and have an hour long conversation. Um, we interrupt the Edge of NFT podcast to reveal one of the best kept secrets in the NFT space right now. The Koi Network. 
If you are a creator or a builder or an investor in groundbreaking projects, you need to dive into Koi ASAP. Why? Imagine a new internet where each time your posts get viewed on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, you earn rewards. Koi's revolutionary decentralized infrastructure scales this new internet to the whole globe, transforming attention into an asset and every creator into an earner, all without the expensive high-energy usage of old-school blockchains. Here is the best way to learn more and earn more by becoming a founding member of the growing Koi community. Go to edgeofnft.com koi. That's edgeofnft.com k-o-i-i, two i's. There you can publish your first Koi NFTs for free and start earning Koi today. The new internet is coming. Don't you want to be valued on it? But we're, we're trying to jam-pack this session with a lot of cool info. And, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that listeners just don't know about because we're focused on the podcast and mostly the guests, not on us. Um, now, there's literally some things that we can't tell our audience about the cool things we're cooking up, you know, just because it's sensitive information or embargoed for a certain period of time. But we certainly can say some fun things. One, Edge of NFT has been admitted to a startup launchpad program called Launchpad Luna. There'll be a press release about that soon or concurrently with this episode. Launchpad Luna is hosted by Brink in affiliation with Animoca Brands. Um, and Animoca has been one of our guests in the past as well. Just for the listener's sake, I'll give a little bit on each of these players involved in this program that we're in. And then uh, we'll chat about kind of what uh, what are our again, most exciting parts of this. So first of all, Brink, they call themselves a different breed of startup accelerator firm. Core to their business is their belief that some of the world's biggest challenges can be solved by entrepreneurs who they like to call game changers. More game changers will make a positive impact on the world if they're given the right backing. And that's what Brink says they're here for, to support and mentor founders and their teams from across the world and provide investment to help them grow. Um, today, they believe that technology-focused startups with the right backing and support can fundamentally change how we move, what we eat, how we feel, and where we live for the better. And then um, Animoco Brands is partnering with Brink um, to bring Launchpad Luna. And they launched this virtual program focused on global startups in the blockchain and NFT space. The program called Launchpad Luna aims to identify, mentor, and invest in promising blockchain and NFT startups that are shaping the future of the web and driving digitalization. Launchpad Luna will also accept high potential startups seeking to adopt blockchain and NFTs into their core business. And then finally, about Animoca Brands. Wow, we've heard a lot about them on the podcast, but just to make it clear, a Deloitte Tech Fast winner that is ranked in the Financial Times list of high growth companies, Asia Pacific 2021, is a leader in digital entertainment, blockchain, and gamification. It develops and publishes a broad portfolio of products, including the Rev Token and Sand Token, original games, including the Sandbox, Crazy Kings, and Crazy Defense Heroes, and products utilizing popular intellectual properties, including Formula One, Disney, WWE, Power Rangers, MotoGP, and Doraemon. The company has multiple subsidiaries, and get ready for these, including the Sandbox, Blowfish Studios, Quid, Gamey, Enway, Pixel, Bondly, and Limpo. And finally, Animoca Brands has a growing portfolio of more than 150 investments in NFT-related companies and decentralized projects that are contributing to building the open metaverse, including Axie Infinity, OpenSea, Dapper Labs, Bitsky, Harmony, Alien Worlds, Star Atlas, and others. 
Okay, that's a lot of foundational information, but man, it's impressive to be able to be working with Launchpad Luna. Let's chat about what we're most excited about in joining the Launchpad Luna Accelerated Cohort. Jeff, you want to start? Yeah, it's real simple. I mean, it goes back to everything you just read and that really extended introduction because there's so much to talk about that Animoca Brands has a connection to via Brink. And it's it's having that access to this wealth of information that's out there. The ability to tap into that knowledge is invaluable. The ability to build relationships with all of these folks in the space, it's unbelievable to have that opportunity. So for me, access to the knowledge and relationships really stands out. And I just can't wait to get even deeper than we are right now into the program. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the thing about Animoca brands, and it starts at the top with Yatsu and and Robbie Young and, and the other leaders in the company that we've met, is they really live and breathe co-creation and trying to create things that are bigger than their parts. And um, that's been our experience working with everyone in the Brink program and getting to know the other folks that are in this program with us. Everyone's really amazing. Everyone's very open-minded um, and they're smart. And, and you know, you can't beat what Animoca Brands has been able to achieve in terms of gamification, not gamification in, in the negative use of the term, but gamification that enables human agency, that creates more positive experiences for people, you know, creates new economic opportunities for people. That's what they're all about. And so that ethos is, is what's driving our alignment with them and our passion for this program. I, I, I'm just, I couldn't be more thrilled to have the opportunities that we've been given to build something great that, that makes podcasting a more, you know, egalitarian web three attention economy with their help. Yeah. I mean, you know, we are all running a million miles an hour right now with everything we've got going on, but what, I, what we've experienced so far is that Launchpad Luna has all these kind of content sessions, you know, they've got at least a few a day for us to attend. And that's been incredible to be able to access. I'm excited that we have three of us so we could actually get a chance to actually cover all the content, you know, and not just one person has to be there, you know, just to give listeners a sense, like Josh has to wake up at four in the morning sometimes to attend these. I got to be up at six, just getting out of bed because a lot of these folks are over in Asia, but really exciting like content and, and lectures and AMAs that we've been able to participate in so far and that we will be able to participate in. It's really been incredible. And I would just say, you know, we've had Yatsu, we've had Robbie Young from Animoca Brands who are, you know, to say the least, what I see as these super chill guys who have built an incredible business with Animoca Brands. And I think I see how that leaks into this type of a program. Um, where we're not just getting sessions about, you know, traditional kind of how to build revenue in a business, but like how to be, you know, a sensitive co-founder, how to learn about how to com communicate intelligently, emotionally with others, how to get to know yourself and your context within a team and all these things, a lot of great content. And as we said before, a lot of great connections. So I think that says enough for that. Uh, we could say a ton more. <laughs> yeah, I can't say enough about Animoca Brands and our, our deep alignment with them. Can't wait to see where we go next with that. Hey there. Want to know which NFT mints are taking off? Would you like to know about them in real time while they're still taking off? What about tracking NFTs before they launch and seeing which ones are gathering a real Twitter following or boosting their discords? 
which ones are hot and could take off like a rocket because so many people are excited for their launch. Mythia, a forthcoming NFT project themselves, have built both of these tools for you even before they've launched and it's free just because they're cool like that. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Mythia to find out more. That's M-Y-T-H-I-A. Find out any upcoming NFTs, Discord and Twitter growth trajectory, and which mints are happening in real time so you can jump on if you see them taking off. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Mythia to find out more. M-Y-T-H-I-A. Yes, it's free. I'm heading there now myself. But speaking of cool next things uh, that we're working on, uh, we got a little project called Spirit Seeds. Ethan, tell us what's been cooking on that front. Yeah, man, Spirit Seeds uh, has been a super fun project. And we, we've gotten to know, you know, what it's like to start an NFT project, first of all. And we talk about them and we get to sort of test these theses that, that we're building as we uh, build the podcast. You know, how, how important is community, for example? And I'm really excited about the community of folks that are on board with these Spirit Seed NFTs. I mean, we've got, you know, MIT graduates, we've got people who are running investment funds, we've got people who are in the film and television industry um, doing really incredible things, creators, entrepreneurs. It's really fascinating to watch as each one jumps on board and becomes part of this community. And then I'll say uh, beyond that, we're adding value as time goes by to what it means to hold a spirit seed. So there's all types of, of value baked into it initially, including what you know the VIP access to NFTLA, carbon offsets for basically an individual's annual consumption of carbon, which is amazing and incredible. A lot of folks are saying they appreciate that aspect. Um, you get a free living tree when we release that at the Living Tree NFT project. And you know, last but not least, we're coordinating and, and collaborating with Nicole Buffett on this project, a top 50 NFT influencer. And once we mint all of our 100 spirit seeds, we'll, we'll select 10 uh, wallet addresses from owners and they will receive spirit coins from Nicole Buffett, um, which are valued quite highly to say the least. And that will be a really fun development when that occurs. So beyond that, as I alluded to some value that we're adding, Spirit Seed Founders cards. So these are additional N NFTs that get dropped to Spirit Seed holders. Some NFT owners do like to remain a little bit anonymous. So people are invited to um, submit sort of whatever information they want to plug or promote if they're a holder. But basically, um, they're these beautiful NFTs that get dropped to holders that incorporate a headshot or a profile pic, a, a bio of them um, or their project, a feature of some type of work that they're on and some social links, which we'll be featuring all throughout what we do, you know, on the website for Spirit Seeds and, you know, in our newsletters and in our socials and stuff. So very excited about that. And that's kind of a fun way to get to know and meet these cool people. And that having been said, I'll wrap this little spirit seed update up with an update here. We sold our 50th spirit seed and I'll highlight that buyer. His name is John Sunkami and um, a little bit about him. His restaurant Emporium Thai has been awarded as one of the top 100 best Thai restaurants in the USA. They received the LA Travel Magazine's 2020 Reader's Choice Award for the best international inspired restaurant and also the Lifetime Business Achievement Award. And John grew up with 12 siblings in a small town in Southern Thailand. 
his siblings and him were inspired to cook by their parents who cooked for them every single day with fresh ingredients from their garden. He moved to Los Angeles back in 1990. And while pursuing a career in software development in 2000, he started Emporium Thai to share his favorite Southern Thai dishes that are rare and hard to find in LA. After hearing so many positive compliments from his customers about their food beginning at the beginning of 2012, he switched his career gears and dedicated himself full time to managing that restaurant, Emporium Thai, as well as a collateral business called Aqua Thai Spa. So, you know, that's just a sampling of like the really cool, interesting, entrepreneurial, ambitious folks that are getting on board with these spirit seeds. We're really proud to hear about that from them. Yeah, that's amazing. And and let folks know also, Ethan, like how, where can they go to buy these seeds? How much do they cost? What's uh, what's the scoop there? Oh yeah, totally. And and this is this this needs to be announced right now. First of all, spiritseeds.xyz, go there now. And the most important thing the listener needs to know, this will be released when Ethereum is probably still at a very affordable price, which basically means that because you get an NFTLA ticket included with your spirit seed, when you get the spirit seed, you get that ticket for less than you would have to purchase it. It's a $1,500 ticket. And depending on the price of ETH, you might get your spirit seed for somewhere around $1,350, maybe $1,400 max. And then again, keep in mind, there's all sorts of other perks that come along with the spirit seed. So, you know, we're, like we said, we're running a million miles an hour doing all sorts of things. And so this might not be clear, but let's make it exceedingly clear. The value is incredible right now. So um, as as I said on our in our Twitter source a little bit, it's time to FOMO into VIP for those spirit seeds. There we go. Amazing. And, you know, that's that's really the lead in the seeds for our Living Tree NFT project. Let's tell folks a little bit about that. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's been an incredible journey, which we started building quite a while ago. And um, we're really excited for all the perks of that. Of course, planting trees alongside minting those NFTs with our partner, a carbon fund, as well as all of these perks that, that we can add to these NFTs that we have already been adding for our listeners of the podcast. So those are still forthcoming. We're looking to release those before NFTLA launches as well. And so we're excited about developing that. And as I, I think I alluded to this earlier in the podcast, I've been kind of building you know, from the ground in the Discord uh, because these Discord communities are so essential to these NFT projects. And really what that says is, you know, we really care about your involvement. You're a listener of this podcast. We've got people in the Discord who are super enthusiastic about our episodes. They want to talk about them. They want to talk about NFTLA. They want to talk about spirit seeds. They want to talk about living trees. That's exactly how it should be. So what I would say, if people want to learn more about what's going on with the Living Tree Project, hop in the Discord and start becoming part of the community that is building this. It's really incredible to see who's getting involved and you know the kind of relationships we can leverage. We've got people in the community of the Discord that are have interviewed tons of famous hip hip hop stars, for example, and they're sharing like these vintage YouTube videos talking to like Talib Kweli or, or Redman or something like that. I mean, there's again, it's cool folks building a cool project and I can't wait to see um, how the community grows behind these living tree NFTs in the next coming days. 
Yeah, amazing. Going to get really excited when uh, when we're able to fully release those NFTs as well as all the perks, not the least of which, and we should really mention it, relates to community and the community's ability to help us co-create the podcast uh, mm-hmm. over time. Think of it almost through the lens of, of a DAO that helps us to create things like who our guests are, what kind of questions we're asking, what kind of format we have, uh, what kind of additional follow-ups we do uh, on the back of each episode that we create. Uh, so many fun things that are going to be tied to this. So, so keep an eye out. So excited about it. So one of the things that we like to do is to tap into the community and, and ask for, for feedback. And, you know, Ethan, I think, has, has elevated uh, a particular question from a fan. Uh, do you want to share that with us, man? Yeah. Yeah, let's hit this and we'll cover it. So this is Dave Mosley from Twitter. And again, I believe he's Mosley in our Discord as well. He's been super active. And he's one of those that are, I think he's already earned the POAP NFT that we're offering. So uh, check the Discord for your ability to earn a POAP NFT just for engaging in the Discord. So he's one of our first three owners of those. So his question is, do you believe that any respectable NFT in the future could or would be considered a classic or retro and perhaps gain value for this? The space is moving so fast that I feel the art window will be overshadowed by many other things joining the blockchain in the very near future. So I've got an answer to this, but I'm sure you guys do. So I've been talking for a while. Who wants to jump in here? Go ahead, Josh, jump in. Yeah, I'll I'll take a crack. I, I think it's a it's a great question. And I think the devil's in the details of what projects qualify as retro and which ones do not. And you know, fundamentally, I think we remember classics when it comes to you know regular collectibles, like certain types of trading cards and beanie babies and, and garbage pill kids, but not all collectibles are created the same. And I don't think all all projects will historically be remembered the same way because of the proliferation of technology. There's a lot of collectibles, a lot of trading cards that didn't make the cut and maybe um, aren't part of like the current conscious. You know, we we remember good songs and bad songs from the 80s, but there's a lot in the middle that that gets washed out. So I think we could I think we should anticipate a pretty big washout of the stuff in the middle that that isn't memorable, either for being really good or really bad. Yes, but but I think there is an opportunity for a future project to become retro or a classic. And I think you can do that by being distinctive. Right. So is Bored Apes going to be considered retro or classic? I think based on its impact and the distinctiveness of that project, I think the answer is a clear yes. Even though it came, you know, four years after the release of CryptoPunks, I think it's still in a category of its own because of the innovation it brought to the table. So if you do something distinctive in the space and are a first or one of the first, and then also have an impact and what we hope will be a sustained impact for a lot of these projects that people uh, hold so dear, then then yes, I think you can be considered a classic or retro in the future. I mean, again, we're only a few years into this thing. You know, in 20 years and 25 years, if you launch something in 2017 versus 2020 or 22 or 20, you know, is it going to make that much of a difference? I don't know if you're innovative and have staying power. I say absolutely, without a doubt, there are retro and classic projects right now that people are going to remember their entire lives. 
I just know as a musician, I noticed this pattern, right? And, and what I will say about these retro and classic things, oftentimes what happens is they fade away, but then they come back, right? You know, even like a really classic, iconic artist like Bob Dylan, he had a period where people like didn't pay that much attention to what Bob Dylan was doing. At this point, Bob Dylan has the respect of a ton of people all over the world. He's he's got that at this point of his life. You know, and that could have had things to do with like Martin Scorsese doing films about him, right? And like sort of the uh the zeitgeist becoming more about Bob Dylan. And I think he he would probably tell you more than anyone else like the attention of the public is fickle, right? But I do think this pattern happens. So when I go to Whole Foods and I hear Nirvana cranking, you know, in the bathroom or whatever, and I hear these like 80s retro, 70s retro, 60s retro music, it's just like part of our consciousness. And these things don't go away. You know, we all have memories personally that just don't go away, right? And we have nostalgia for these things. So I guarantee that retro and classic is gonna be an ingredient. I think some of these big things are gonna have retro nostalgia. And I think there's gonna be some small projects that have like a little bit of a movement that builds and builds over time. And we won't know until five years ago, five years from now, how incredibly that build was happening. Yeah, man. I guess only the future will tell, but I think you're talking to a bunch of uh, a big time NFT optimists over here. So uh, you're going to get a lot of positivity and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, excitement from us. So, well, look guys, I think we covered a ton and uh, I'm sure there's, you know, hours of other content we could share with our listeners, but I think that'll be a wrap for today. So, you know, if you're interested in any of this stuff we're talking about, please go check it out. If it's uh, NFTLA, go to nftla.live, grab a ticket. Uh, prices will be going up here shortly. Learn about it. Ask questions if you got them on our socials, but it's going to be an amazing event. If you're interested in picking up a spirit seed, probably the, the cheapest and quickest way to snag a VIP ticket along with a ton of other value, go check it out at spiritseeds.xyz, you know, and take it from there. Again, so great to share this stuff with everybody. And, you know, let me, let me turn it over to the other guys. Any closing words? I just want to, again, give a shout out to our Discord. Things are building and growing. And we're actually uh, bringing on uh, a team to sort of reformat things and really ramp it up right now. So it's a good time to get involved and secure your position as one of the founding contributors in our Discord. Amazing. And where do people go, Ethan? Oh, yeah. Edgeofnft.com slash Discord. Make it easy. There it is. Beautiful. I just want to... Um thank a few people, you know, thank you for all the new amazing members of our team that have come aboard this rocket ship that we call the edge of company and sort of uh, are shaking and moving with us. There's just so many new members of the team, you know, and, and they're like members of the family. So thank you all for joining the family and we appreciate all of you. We'll, we'll give you a shout out in a blog post coming up after this episode. Also a big shout out to our first 99 guests. Thank you for um, what you're doing in the ecosystem and for joining us on the show and, and helping to light the way to what's possible for the co-creators at home. Of course, our, our listeners, thank you for joining us and being part of this community and being active listeners and, and advocates for what we're doing. And of course, thank you to our sponsors. A lot of our content is sponsored and we have some ad role partners as well. And we're very selective about who we bring on. Again, these are partners, not just sponsors, and um, helped us to uh, co-create the Edge of NFT podcast. 
Yeah. Big family across the board, universal support. And so many, many thanks to everybody. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.